Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the CFB Winning Edge podcast. My name is Nicholas Ian Allen, the managing editor of CFB Winning Edge. My normal podcast co-host Xavier will be back next week as we continue our 2019 conference previews with the Pac-12. But today, a friend of ours, Scott Bogman, um, who is the co-host of the InThisLeague.com fantasy sports podcast, uh, covers a wide range of sports, including basketball, football, baseball, and of course, college football, uh, will be on hand to help us walk through the 2019 FBS team profiles that are available to our Tier 2 Patreon supporters. If you'd like access to a wealth of information, including over 80 individual player ratings per team, that's over 10,000 throughout the 130 FBS uh, programs, uh, become a Tier 2 Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash CFB winning edge. Today, with Scott's help, we'll be walking through how to use each individual uh, team page as well as all the information that you can find within this database as a whole. We'll also be uploading this episode to YouTube so you can follow along and have a visual guide as we are walking through uh, each of Scott's questions. And now, we'll turn it over to Scott uh, as we walk through the 2019 FBS team profiles. All right, Nick, so I'm looking at your Winning Edge 2019 FBS team profiles page. So if I'm a newbie uh, and I haven't had you explain this stuff to me before, uh, I just want to kind of go over what we can expect to see here. Now, the big thing that jumps off the page for me first are two things. It's FBS rank, SEC rank. I can figure out what those are. That's fairly easy. But roster strength. Uh, for Alabama, you have at negative 0.64. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, so so that portion uh, in the top right corner where it says roster strength, and that's plus minus, that's actually showing the change in roster strength uh, compared to the end of the 2018 season. So the number in the bottom left for roster strength rating, that's Alabama or whoever's current uh roster strength rating and so at this point the uh crimson tide that number has dropped 0.64 points since the end of the 2018 season so if we were comparing the two teams the two years this year's alabama team is just a tiny bit uh weaker for lack of a better word than uh the team that was in the cfp finals last year fractional of course yes because it's alabama yes. Um, so roster strength rating 92.93 is fairly uh, self-explanatory coach rating at 100 now is this just because they have Nick Saban well uh, that's <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> uh, why they have a 100 uh, and that's as high as it goes uh, Alabama and then you'll also notice Clemson also has a 100 uh, for head coach rating and so what that uh, shows on this file right now is actually just the head coaches rating uh, and we get those from uh, doing a, a historical look a data-driven look uh, through some things like overall one loss record uh, a coaches one loss record at their particular school uh, we do throw in some 
uh, performance against the spread. So is a coach actually meeting expectations, exceeding expectations, or falling short based on you know what the quote-unquote experts think? Uh, we compare how a coach fares when his team plays a team that is uh, a stronger roster, uh, so a more talented team. Are they able to close the gap and beat teams that are technically more talented, according to our numbers, or are they losing to teams that are uh, weaker rosters or less talented? So throw all those into a formula, see what uh, you know comes out on the other end, and, and Alabama uh, Nick Saban has a, a 100 rating. I think technically it's like a 101 or 102 something, uh, but we sh- we cut it off at 100. So games against LSU are going to count way more than their Western Carolina game, uh, of course. I like that. Right. So right. Uh, 2018 performance rating, uh, pretty good rating here for the Crimson Tide, tied at 92.28. How do we determine that number? So the team performance rating. Uh, depending on you know what other sites you've uh, used in the past or, or been exposed to, you might have heard the term game grade, um, sort of a, uh, I know ESPN's Football Power Index does one, uh, Phil Steele does one, a lot of um, you know professional gamblers will put a game grade depending on certain stats, uh, how things play out on the field. That's basically what we have here in team performance. So we have a, a spreadsheet where, again, throw a bunch of numbers in and, and sort of see how it all shakes out. We do um, a lot of net stats. So, uh, you know, yards per play is is one that a lot of people will reference. Um, we use that, but we also uh, make sure to put a little more emphasis on net yards per play. So you take the offense's yards per play and subtract how many yards per play uh, the defense is allowing, and we take that number, and then we take you know eight or ten or twelve other numbers throughout the course of the uh, game from week to week, um, and we come up with a team performance rating per week per team, and then uh, of course we'll average those over the course of the season, and that's where the 2018 team performance rating uh, comes from. And just so everybody knows, I checked Clemson, and they're 92.35. So very, very close. (laughs) We're talking fractional here. And then team strength rating is the last one here. And we've got Alabama down for 95.63. What all goes into team strength rating? So team strength rating is uh, kind of the uh, where it all comes together, basically. Team strength rating is our overall power rating for each team. So that's the most important one. When we throw these into a, um, uh, when we're projecting a point spread, uh, comparing two teams in a given week, that's the number we use. Um, So everything all comes together, the roster strength, coach rating, uh, team performance, and uh, we throw in a couple of other uh, numbers, a composite of some other things that we've got sort of going on in the background, and it develops in that uh, team strength rating. So that's that's the big one. That's where you get the FBS rank and the conference ranks. Love it. Love it. Yeah, this is great information, man. Especially, you know, right now, uh, you know, you're making your preseason bets and stuff like that. And I mean, we've seen plenty of, you know, we just saw that the um, the NHL championship. And I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, you know, like St. Louis was 250 to one in January. 
So sure. uh, if you have a system like this for college football, this is something you should actually absolutely use. You can use it on a week to week basis. You can use it on a you know preseason basis. I love it. Uh, That's what we're hoping for, for sure. Uh, I mean, I was going through, I know the, uh, you know, different uh, casinos and, and whatnot have put out some early lines. And, and of course, the futures have been up for months now of, uh, you know, who's going to win the national championship and things like that. And it, it's definitely fun to go through and look and see, you know, hey, there's a team that we have ranked uh, a good bit higher than than what some of the other people do. And, and you know, it's too early to say whether we're right and they're wrong, but, you know, we think based on the numbers that we've got and certain things that we're looking at and, and certain things that we maybe uh, put a little more emphasis on than maybe other people out there, there might be some value on some teams, you know. Love it. Um, and you can do this for, you know, when the, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10, all that stuff too. So Absolutely. Uh, it's not Absolutely. just – one bet there's plenty you know there's over and unders win totals all that kind of stuff so uh lots of bets we can be making let's take a look <laughs> at the positions quick reference here now um you know there's the the first thing that jumps off is this hits me bam with just tons of numbers right so right. let's just start out with quarterback and can you kind of go down the line we have 247 rating which i think is kind of easy to figure out um, that's the, the 247.com rating of, uh, would you say that, is this a, like a compilation of the players on the roster? Yes. So, uh, what we'll look at, uh, shortly, we'll look at, at a, a particular team, um, and see where these numbers are actually coming from. Uh, this is kind of the catch all page to where, uh, you know, instead of clicking through between 130 different teams, if you want to compare two very quick and see, you know, how is this team's um, wide receivers compared to this team's secondary. Uh, hopefully this page will, will help you do that in a, in a quicker and easier way. And you can see how uh, each team compares, you know, uh, next to one another. Um, but yeah, so the, the 247 rating for a quarterback specifically, that is going to be the average of the three quarterbacks that are listed on each team's profile. Um, so we only do three quarterbacks per team. Uh, most other positions, we try to list everybody, at least everybody that's not um, a walk-on. But for quarterbacks, because they do carry the, the heaviest weight and some of the bigger teams might have you know, five or six walk-ons, we don't really want uh, to drag down a team like that. So we limit it to three. And the 247 rating is the average of those three quarterbacks listed on uh, that roster page. Now, here's the big one that, you know, for people like me, the college fantasy football nerds, uh, love this rating. This is VGR Plus, which stands for Video Game Rating Plus, and uh, explain that one to us. Absolutely. Uh, so that, in uh, the simplest terms, is our overall player rating. Uh, it's called VGR uh, because, you know, that stands for Video Game Rating. That's what's just popped in my head when I was uh, thinking of, okay. of what to do. I, I uh, grew up playing, you know, sports video games and, and a player that's rated a, a 99 or an 84, that just kind of made sense to me and, and is fairly universal depending on uh, when you grew up and, and what your exposure was to those sort of things. Um, but basically, that's just a player's overall rating. 
I love it. I, I love the VGR, especially when I can break it down and, and look at it for college fantasy football purposes. So Absolutely. Um, and, and on this page, sorry to interrupt, the, the VGR Plus, that again represents an average of the three players listed on that team profile page. Love it. How about uh, starters? This is just like the returning starters for the team? So that is um, either the starter, the, the starting quarterback uh, for each team. That's going to be their VGR Plus rating. Uh, some teams, either there's a QB competition or they might roll in different packages, things like that. So on rare occasions, we might have two players um that are going to be averaged together as starters. But for the most part, that's going to be uh, the top person on the depth chart and their VGR plus rating. And too deep. So too deep, uh, again, is uh, going to be the starting quarterback averaged with his top backup. Um, on some rare occasions, there might be uh, – very rare, but maybe three players technically kind of get in the rotation. So Illinois. there are, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so there might be some, uh, some teams where that's not just the top two quarterbacks, but for the most part, that's going to be your average of the starter and the number two. And we do that. Uh, we, we keep track of the two deep to sort of show depth. Uh, if, if, you know, First team that pops in my mind, North Texas. Mason Fine has a 100 VGR plus rating. Um, but if we scroll down and see um, they're too deep uh, for for North Texas is – so if something were to happen to him, uh, they could be in trouble because uh, that quarterback um, that's backing him up is is roughly a 70. So they, they'd definitely be in trouble if something happened to the top guy. Yeah, I mean – a lot of teams are like that, so it's not that surprising. But, yeah, especially with a team like North Texas. Um, what about uh, WVGR Plus, which, I mean, being a baseball nerd, I know that this means weighted VGR Plus, but explain that one to us. That's right. That's right. And, and uh, other baseball nerds might notice that um, maybe the plus is not used 100% correctly here because uh, if, if my memory serves – uh, you're supposed to make 100 the average uh, in a plus rating, but oh well. Uh, I just sort of used it as, as in a, 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 a term for adjusted. Um, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. The W is, is weighted. So obviously, uh, for most teams, the starter is going to get the vast majority of the playing time. So uh, instead of just doing... Uh, an average of all three players or even just the, you know, the top two, we wanted to put a much bigger emphasis on the starter, especially at the quarterback position is uh, so much more important than everybody else on uh, the depth chart at that position, the starter. So um, we wanted to make sure we were weighting uh, the players that are actually going to play the most. So uh, WVGR plus is uh, kind of the, the main number that we're going to throw into our overall team um, ratings and rankings and, and the units uh, ratings and rankings to show the overall strength of the position group uh, by making sure we weight the starter heavier than the players on the 2D or other potential contributors on the roster. And I'm looking at Alabama. You have the FBS rank. They are number three in quarterback ranking. Uh, which is a little bit surprising because Tua obviously a Heisman candidate from last season. 
and uh, Oklahoma is two. Uh, yes. And we had Jalen Hurts transfer from Alabama to Oklahoma, making them potentially stronger positionally than Alabama themselves. And number one is Michigan, which uh, surprised me a little bit. So uh, why why is Michigan one? You love Shea Patterson, Dylan McCaffrey? <laughs> well, the, the design behind... Uh, these ratings, for the most part, are to, are to take my opinion out of it, hopefully. Um, and so it was a little surprising to me, too, to see Michigan number one. Uh, but if we were to look at their position page, Michigan has three super highly recruited players on their depth chart. So uh, Shea Patterson is a 100, whether you you trust that rating specifically or not based on uh, how highly rated he was coming out of high school. And they picked up a lot of production points uh, in a short time at Ole Miss. He put up a lot of 300 yard uh, passing performances. He uh, picked up maybe one or two SEC freshman of the week, things like that. So he's got a 100 rating and his backups are also pretty highly rated, uh, even if they haven't gotten very much playing time because of how highly ranked they were coming out of high school so combining all that together patterson as the starter and then he's got two uh really top quality backups as far as the numbers go uh that's why they edged out somebody like alabama who as you mentioned lost a little bit of their depth um with hertz moving on and then uh at oklahoma it looks like right now spencer rattler a true freshman's going to be uh hertz's top backup uh, and so even though he was highly rated coming out of high school, because he is a true freshman, his uh, VGR plus rating is uh, going to be a little bit lower um, than most backups because uh, he has no experience. I love it. I, I love the, uh, you know, like you said, take personal opinion out because I don't know that there's too many people that would put. Uh, Michigan way up there, but they do have great recruits here in Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton. So it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, as a college fantasy football fan, I just want Michigan to start throwing the ball a little bit more. Like you got good quarterbacks. <laughs> you have super highly uh, recruited wide receivers as well. Let's sling that ball a little bit more. But um, let's take a look at the team pages here. And, you know, let's just pick a team at random. Let's say the Texas Longhorns. How about uh. that? <laughs> totally random, you know, a uh, little low on the FBS rank, only 13. <laughs> so I think we need to move that up. But like you said, uh, this is good because it takes personal opinion out of it, because I know, of course, you would have them ranked way higher. Uh, well, if you know, this that goes without up. saying, of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Big 12 rank is two. That needs to be one. But uh, <laughs> um, we have the same. um we have the same list here as we have on the first page, which is the FBS rank, the Big 12 rank, the roster strength comparative to last season, um, the roster strength overall rating, the coach rating, the team performance rating, and the team strength rating. So all of that is the same. This is the same thing from the front page at the very top, correct? That's correct, yeah. These, these individual capsules, we tried to put them all uh, together on that first page, again, to compare teams uh, a lot easier, hopefully, than just clicking through 130 different uh, pages. But yeah, this this should be exactly the same information as on that front page. So when we're looking at the players, uh, most of this is fairly ex, you know, 
self-explanatory. We got first and last name, the position, the class, um, the experience, which is uh, for Ellinger is a 95. Uh, experience just goes to how many games they've started, right? So experience is actually uh, just the number version of their class. So when developing the system, uh, the, the VGR Plus system, I did a lot of just sort of guessing and checking um, and eventually just sort of stumbled into um, it hit me that a true freshman coming in uh, was going to be at about 85% of his max potential or, or his projected potential, which is what we use the 247 rating for. So in doing that, I thought, well, you know, 85%, add 5% for a sophomore being 90, add 5 for a junior, 95, and a senior would be theoretically 100% of their talent potential. Um, and then, of course, if we've got a redshirt freshman, we split the difference and just make that 87.5. Gotcha. So uh, that is kind of self-explanatory. I like that. Height, weight, 247 rating. We've talked about that. That is the rating that they had from 247 when they were initially recruited. Is that correct? That is correct. On rare occasions, uh, and at first glance, there aren't any uh, on the, the Texas page, but on rare occasions, and usually it's um, going to be a smaller school, but you might see that number in green, a bright green color. Uh, and that's to indicate that at some point that player uh, impressed basically me enough that uh, I was, uh, I felt they needed a boost in that 247 rating. So you might see a player um, who, for whatever reason, just was underrated coming out of high school, but has played to a level that they deserve a higher rating. And so in some very small instances, really don't want to do more than one or two per team. Um, we'll, we'll adjust that rating uh, just enough to give them a little bit of a boost. And you explained this earlier, but walk-ons, what, what did they well, get? Absolutely. So uh, 247 doesn't give every single player a rating. Um, they generally use a uh, scale that goes up to a 1.000 for a perfect uh, rating in the 247 composite. Uh, but not every single player will get one. Um, usually, I'm sorry, they, they, they go from a, a a 100 or a perfect one, uh, all the way down to a 70, give or take, uh, 0.7000. Um, and generally, that's what a walk-on level player would get, something around a 70. Uh, so if a player didn't receive a rating coming out of high school, if they're a Power 5 conference player and they're a walk-on, uh, I give them a 0.75. If they're a group of five player, uh, they're a 0.7. So if that walk-on were to reach their uh, theoretical maximum potential, they'd get a 75 overall rating without any production points or, or any of that added. All right, so game GP is games played. GS is game started. Uh, fairly yep. uh, self-explanatory there. How about uh, production points here? Because Sam Ellinger has 11, and I noticed that it's not 1,000. <laughs> so production points were designed again the the whole time 
thinking this uh, system out, the thing that just kept coming back to mind was the video game, the NCAA video game. And if you were playing along through the, the course of a year and a player just had a huge game, wrecked up a bunch of yards, scored a bunch of touchdowns, uh, every once in a while you'd get a, a plus one to their overall rating. And over the course of the year, you might get two or three or four points added uh, based on how well that player played. So I wanted to think of a way to where a player could get those plus ones, those plus twos, um, if they were underrated somehow, if they were playing above uh, expectation. So uh, again, a lot of guess and check. Um, Didn't have a a mathematical-based system really for for coming up with this but it seemed to fit that a quarterback in particular should get plus one added to uh, his rating if he threw for 300 yards in a game uh, or if he ran for 100 yards in a game Uh, so Sam Ellinger you know he's put up uh, some good passing uh, performances um, so he's gotten some points for that he's uh, also uh, definitely dangerous on the ground so he's Uh, picked up a few points for that as well. And then it made sense to me to give another plus one if a player uh, were uh, singled out as conference player of the week um, or if they were um, an all-conference performer, first or second team. Um, And then, of course, uh, throw in some other things for All-Americans and and things like that. But those those guys pretty much reach their uh, maximum pretty quickly anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, like, uh, I haven't looked at it, but Rondell Moore would be, uh, fairly yeah. curious to see what his VGR is because he was an all American, you know, as a true freshman, which is crazy. Um, right. yeah. If, if a player is an all American, we just go ahead and give them a max, uh, 100 yeah. as it goes. That sounds yep. right. I mean, uh, that, that's <laughs> so yeah. Right. So so more is a 100, yeah. and he got there pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure he's an All American, but I can't imagine that because I don't have the list in front of me. But I can't imagine that he wasn't with 114 catches last year and all the yeah. stuff. So, yeah. um, how about 19 PP? So uh, the production points um, that that uh, column right there after game started. Those are the production points a player has gained to uh, this point in his career to date. Uh, 19 PP is going to be production points that that player gains during the 2019 season. So instead of trying to, uh, you know, mesh them together and kind of get confused maybe on uh, did this player earn the right number of production points, you know, if if Ellinger uh, has – 350 yards and 150 uh, through the air and 150 on the ground in week one next, uh, you know, in, in a couple of months. I didn't want to just make that number 12 and then lose track of it maybe over the course of the year. Uh, so made a different column, made sure uh, that I was adding in uh, the right number of production points for the current season. So that number uh, will be added to BGR Plus. Uh, over the course of this season. And then at the end of the year, we'll move those into the uh, column to the left and that'll become 20 PP for 2020. Love that. Love that. And that, that's that line sounded about right for Sam <laughs> for week one. Uh, then we have VGR and VGR plus we've already been through that. How about starters when it's a single player? Right. So that is again, uh, the, the uh, positions quick reference page that we were on earlier uh, that, 
number for starters. Sam Ellinger is, at this point, the unquestioned starter at Texas, so he's the only player that's going to get counted. So it would be uh, 100, his full uh, VGR Plus rating, uh, and that's the only one there, so the average is 100. Uh, so that is the, the number that gets factored into the WVGR Plus, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And too deep? Same thing. Uh, so Ellinger's number one. And uh, at this point, Casey Thompson looks like uh, the number two. So his uh, his VGR plus gets added in as well and gets averaged together. And that's where we see the 89.47. That's Texas's top two quarterbacks average. Uh, if, you know, over the course of fall camp, uh, if, if something were to happen to Thompson or if uh, Roshan Johnson proves, you know, that he's going to be the number two, then we'll uh, switch those up and that number would change a little bit uh, if Johnson's 77.4 replaces Thompson's 78.93. Love it. And then in the middle of this page here, we have a couple things. We have the position unit ratings and then you have the glossary for uh, – all of the, the stuff that we just talked about a little bit. So in case, you know, you forget, you have that. And then you have the personnel key as well, uh, where you have the eye test override with the green. You have injured, discipline, transfer out. Yeah, I mean, I saw that as we're recording this today, you had to add one to App State for the discipline possibility. <laughs> so uh, that stuff is happening all the time. There's a Fun story between Blaze and I where he didn't know that his kicker got a boat DUI and was suspended for oh, no. one one time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, the NFL draft picks, early enrollee, and then, you know, if a guy just has his status completely unknown, we have that as well. So, yep. but up at the top at the position unit ratings, we have the 247 rating, the VGR plus, uh, starters, too deep, weighted VGR plus, depth, an FBS rank, and then their Big 12 rank or their conference rank as well. Um, it, what is, when I'm looking down here at the gray box, um, mm -hmm. we have um, some numbers that we've seen before, VGR plus starters, too deep, WVGR. What is depth? Okay, so depth is kind of, I, I wanted to take a look at which programs, like North Texas that we talked about before, um, they have a very strong starter, have a, have a you know great quarterback in Mason Fine, but the depth at that position isn't uh, perhaps as good as a Michigan. You know, who's, who's even if Shea Patterson goes down, they're going to have a really high-rated player to be able to step in. So the thought with depth was uh, pretty simple. It was just to subtract the uh, WVGR plus from that starter number. Uh, and the closer uh, that number is to zero, the better. So that means there's a, a smaller gap between the starter and the uh, backup or the, gotcha. the player that would uh, sort of like, again, in, in baseball, if, if uh, war wins above replacement is to show, you know, how a player's value is compared to a theoretical replacement player. That's sort of what we're trying to show here is if uh, that starter went away, how much of a uh, difference is there between uh, that starter and the player that would take his place. And in Texas's case, 5.09 
that's a, that's a pretty big gap. So losing Shane Bouchelle to transfer to SMU, uh, that hurt because he's a highly rated player. And uh, right now they've got a redshirt freshman, number two on the depth chart, a true freshman, number three. So if Ellinger were to go down, God forbid, uh, then Texas might be in trouble because they don't have a, a whole lot of depth, at least as far as our numbers uh, show at yeah. that position. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a big thing with Bouchelle leaving because he was one of the best backups in the country, in my opinion. And oh, for sure. He left. So uh, what about STRAA? Is that strength against average? That's right. So uh, these gray boxes are meant to show the average of all of the, the same uh, metrics that we're looking at for the conference and then the one below for the FBS as a whole. Gotcha. So uh, you can see how Texas's uh, 247 rating at quarterback compares to the Big 12 average. Uh, you know, Texas is, is considerably better than the rest of the conference, and that makes sense because they recruited a higher level. Um, and yes, yeah, strength above average. So uh, those numbers in, in that far right column are going to show how Texas in this instance, compares to the Big 12 average and then the FBS average. So Sam Ellinger, obviously, he's, he's got a max rating. Um, so Texas, 7.83, very high compared to average. Uh, he's, he's considerably better than the average Big 12 quarterback, according to VGR+. Plus. This is all in reference to VGR+. Plus. The FBS average, even better. So the FBS average for a quarterback in the 247 rating is a uh, basically a 0.85. That's uh, it makes sense. That's average, you know. For for a, uh, that's probably a high three star if if memory serves. So him being a, a, a highly rated recruit, the other guys on the roster being a highly rated recruit, um, they are a much stronger unit to. Uh, the FBS average compared to the FBS average. So 11 and a half points, that's, that's a very big uh, gap. And then when Sam wins the Heisman, all these numbers are going to go up for next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course. But uh, All right, well, I appreciate you breaking down the uh, team profile pages for us. Absolutely. One last thing that I should have mentioned earlier, uh, the roster strength plus minus that you that you pointed out, uh, those numbers are going to change because once the season kicks off, uh, I'm going to change the it's, it's hidden right now. You can't see it, but I'm going to change the uh, 2018 roster strength to the preseason 2019 roster strength. So once. Uh, once we start adding in production points for players, you know, once once Colin Johnson gets his first hundred yard receiving game, he's not going to be a 99.25 anymore. He's going to be 100. So we want to show is Texas or is North Texas or is whoever uh, how much stronger is their roster getting over the course of the year based on those production points. And then on the flip side, uh, you know, we'll use Oklahoma for this example. If, uh, for instance, they had you know uh, uh, injury strike the running back position again this year, like they did last year, their roster strength theoretically will go down if they were to lose a player uh, who's highly rated. Um, we want to show the change over the course of the year in roster strength. So that that number will change, and then of course uh, the 2018 team performance. We're going to update that to 2019 once the season starts, so you'll be able to see how a team is performing over the course of the year. Uh, and then, of course, we'll change the, the 2018 final record to the 2019 record as well. 
God, I just want college football to kick off. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, very, it's both very close and very far at the same time. Yeah, I mean, every day it's closer, but it seems like the days get longer. You know, the closer we get, the days get longer and longer. So we'll have some football very soon for you, and we, we can't wait to uh, enjoy all of this stuff and, and enjoy uh, some college football. So let's go. To access the complete CFB Winning Edge 2019 FBS Team Profiles Database, become a Tier 2 Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash CFB Winning Edge. As a Tier 2 supporter, your $15 per month gives you access to our daily updated team profiles that adjust based on injuries, suspensions, transfers, um, and other personnel moves. As a Tier 3 Patreon supporter, you will actually have the ability to save, download, and edit uh, this database uh, in your own files so you can access it and manipulate the data any way you wish. That's $50 per month, 5-0, to become a Tier 3 Patreon supporter. Again, I'd like to thank Scott Bogman for his time and for helping us walk through uh, this instructional lesson on how to use the 2019 FBS team profiles. Uh, please check out Scott's other podcast, InThisLeague.com. He's got a college football, uh, college fantasy football podcast there, as well as the CFF On Campus podcast through Fantrax. As always, we'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible, and thank you for listening to the CFB Winning Edge podcast.